alternative. You are listening to Best Frequencies Forever. I see. What do you think our alternatives are? For whatever reason, I feel like I've been wanting you all my life. You don't understand. I'm so glad we're at the same place at the same time. It's over now. You dancing, you made all the girls stare. Those lips and your brown eyes, and the sexy hair. I should shake my thing. I make the world want you. Tell your boys you'll be back. I wanna see what you can do. What would it take for you to just leave with me? Not trying to sound conceited, but me and you are meant to be. You're a sexy guy. I'm a nice girl, don't you know? Let's turn this dance floor into a... It's all eyes manifest. King to let you know. Check, check. From the belly of the beast to the coast. We keep it high, no lows. Cooking only good vibes, only good vibes. Stay iry. From the belly of the beast to the coast. We keep it high, no lows. Cooking only good vibes, only good vibes. Stay iry. I've been working. First, ask questions later if it ain't about progressing. I ain't fussing with that specimen. Haters only leave me second guessing the steps that got me to the place where I can rock the microphone again. Drop the intellect, show the world who I am, my perspective. Student turn teacher with a lesson. Cooking good vibes on gray skies and sunshine. Ate breakfast, skip lunch. Why? Every waking moment trying to keep my weight up. Not talking about them calories, I'm talking about that paper. Major, flying to China, just cuz keep a sound mind. Speaking is prevalent time to discern. No job words, and do spy serve. That's augmented lies, I'm all eyes, 100% vibes. From the belly of the beast to the coast. We keep it high, no lows. Cooking only good vibes, only good vibes. Stay iry. From the belly of the beast to the coast. We keep it high, no lows. Cooking only good vibes, only good vibes. Stay iry. I've been working. Thanks for coming. 
Good morning. So this is my very first live show on the Sunny and Skeptical Air Show. I am uh, DJ Mr. Darcy. Let me start by introducing uh, who I am. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you're up this early uh, to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. I uh, am super excited to be able to do this live. Uh, I'm still kind of hallucinating a little bit from not sleeping very much last night because I, yeah, I just, I have class until 10 p.m. and I go home and I was totally tired, but I couldn't, I just couldn't go to sleep and that's just, yeah, that just happened, but I'm still, I'm like punchy Judy, kind of like slap happy a little bit, you know, um, that kind of sleep deprived instead of like grumpy. So that's cool. I'm really excited today. Um, for the, my playlist is really varied. I've got a lot of new artists that I discovered in the past week. And also I should be joined by, if he did not sleep in one of my really good friends that I've made here in the past year that I, I moved out to San Francisco from, St. Louis. His name is Rishan Sourless. So he is a friend who's interested in, uh, uh, well, he was in the poetry MFA writing program. And unfortunately, he just had to, to leave because of, you know, it's just expensive. But, um, you know, there's other places you can go to, to learn about um, uh, writing and to share uh, your craft so i'm excited that he can do that i mean he's not gonna like perform poetry on air but he um he's very into like digital stuff and visual arts and um other stuff outside of poetry so there's other things he can do besides mfa work so super excited he knows quite a bit about music he's got some tastes in music that He's um, kind of opened my eyes to some artists that I never knew, so I'm hoping he has a few that he brought along with him to share with you all as well. So we had um, at the top there, um, Stay Irie was the name of the song by Ale Yes Manifest, and I believe he goes by um, James Wavy nowadays. That is an Oakland uh hip-hop and uh like r&b no i don't know if he's r&b but i'm um, definitely more on the hip-hop side um artist from oakland and i discovered him from one of our djs here at bff.fm kelsey styles host of cool world she has always uh really interesting people on the show on her show that you should watch or watch um listen to on Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m. He was recently on her latest episode. Uh, I forget the name. If she had like a title for it, just look up Cool World on BFF.fm uh, online. And uh, yeah, and that episode should be at the top of her archived shows. So cool. I guess I will go ahead and continue with the next song. Um, we will go ahead and put on a song called uh, Expect the Bayonet. This is by Sheer Mag.
you can hear something in the back here.
Kendrick. 
and I hope you offended like it's untrue. Don't make me debunk your kung fu. Fuck up the whole feng shui when we come through. They can't hurt us. My shit in Target. I'm Nate Burgess. They ain't perfect. Catch you walk out with the javelin. Y'all niggas babbling about who the greatest and who after him. If intelligent discussion was dribbling, you'd be traveling and I'd be somewhere. Harlem Globe try traffic the truth. I'm adamant about the handle I got on this shit. I patterned it after James Harden and James Patterson. Don't make me Alex cross cross tween. Skip through that lane and change strategy. Uh. Niggas lose medulas, fucking with my shooters. Rappers lose medallions, fucking with Chicago. So many niggas hanging, ain't no Mr. Coopers. Police, they are shooters, then like bloopers. They gon' play that shit on TV till we Stevie to it. Say we can't make them drink the water, I don't know if we could lead them to it. I see the difference, I don't see improvement. I see people that look like me, that's leeching to it. And apparently speaking on it is preaching to them. And apparently having opinions is tragic to mention, no matter intention. But only when you got blue checks and new checks and a few flows more than a duplex. I'm too stressed for all this. Fifth grade bitch made. Watch your mouth when you spit facts. What for? I got the fire, nigga. Heard soul album and I knew that I inspired niggas greatly. Alex Haley at the root of it all. My quest for love just wasn't suited for y'all. And my black thoughts won't be muted or diluted. The living water can't be polluted at all. Secluded I be. Too many delusions I see when you speaking, you losing me. That's your 15 minutes, you losing them. They draw their conclusions, I just be disproving them. I ain't cold weight. This paper hold heat like aluminum foil. You're correct in assuming the soil is fertile. I'm growing like weeds, I'm growing my weed. My shorty look like she come from where they growing y'all weave at. Y'all throwing shade, I three-man weave that It's been a one-man fast break Y'all ain't even seen the team yet Fuck wrong with them Fuck stars, niggas Talkers, not walkers, the driver Paul Walker, I got it, can't touch him like not it I'm slipping this in the hypnotic Fuck wrong with them
Tuning in to BFF.fm. I'm DJ Mr. Darcy, and this is the Sunny and Skeptical Air Show. The first 30 minutes or so, I am joined by one of my near and dear friends, Rayshawn Sourless. So we're we're still um, getting kind of adjusted. So at the top there, you heard well, just then you heard SZA. That was called Hijack. Uh, so let me pull up. I need to still, the coffee is still not kicking in. Um, and then before that, you heard uh, Turn by Young Fathers. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Bruce Banner by Rick Jenkins. And before that, you heard Lifestyle by Dizzy Faye. Dizzy Faye is one of my, uh, probably my favorite, less established, like she's still releasing her own albums. I think she's from like Michigan or Montana, it might start, the states might start with an M, but she's really cool, like a really pretty like R&B, hip hop um, musician. So check her out. Um, I am very evangelical about uh, sharing her music with people. And then I guess at the top, I already announced this group, but uh, that was Sheer Mag's uh, Expect the Bayonet from their album uh, need to feel your love so yeah i'm joined by uh rayshawn sourless he uh is a a former student at mfa sadly he just left us but um that he's yeah he's one of my friends that i made that um i don't know like it just felt like a very kindred sort of uh friendship at first sight at first sight 
Um, but yeah, I guess I'll, yeah, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, um, yeah, if you're comfortable well, with that. I'm happy to be here, Darcy. Thanks for having me. I too, I get going early, but wow, I need to uh, get that coffee as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. just a little closer. I think you're, yeah. Sure. There you go. A little bit better now? Yeah, I think you're good. Yeah, maybe I'm projecting better too. No, thanks for having me, Darcy. Yeah. Oh, what it is. There we go. Okay. A little I, bit better. Now. Oh. Oh yeah. I just needed to turn on the second mic. That is, I am. Yeah. Coffee. Oh, that's perfect. Thank okay. you. Sweet. Yeah. No, I was one of Darcy's classmates for last year, and I may be rejoining the program in the future. But um, really happy to have met Darcy and several other people, and uh, those friendships continue. Um, we all love music. We like poetry. So yeah, happy to be here, Darcy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I said, Rishon is one of those friends that, um, especially at school and after a certain age, like over 25, I feel like you make friends, like you make acquaintances, you know, more than you make friends. And even though there's a lot of cool people in the program and in school settings and uh, on college campuses, I think that um, it's kind of stale because it's so surrounded by a lot of people, it has to do with a lot of, you know, money, you know, it's, it's yeah. education is uh, a business before it's an education kind of. So people are there, professors are there because they're getting paid a lot of money to be there. So there's something that kind of um, doesn't feel so authentic about some of the relationships you make, but that's just the name of the game, you know of education in the united states i'm glad to hear you say that i, yeah. I feel very similar but i gotta say i just fact checked you on dizzy Faye, and i gotta say this she's from uh the twin cities minnesota oh I, okay so it was and an that's M. That's where i, I was born okay. and where i spent a bunch of time out of college after college i went to work there wow so i'm very very my mom was uh the baby of 10 children in minneapolis i'm like really yeah. really or i should say saint paul um, really, really proud of Minnesota and the Twin Cities. Yeah, I've never been to Minnesota. It is, it is a really fantastic place. It, it gets a bad name because mm. of the weather, but uh, you'd be very surprised at how cultured it is. Oh. Very cultured. Yeah, I guess I don't know any sorts of, like, even stereotypical things about Minnesota. Like, I know, like, the accent is sort of a thing. <laughs> don't you know? Yeah, like the Canadian sort of <laughs> yeah. um, dialect, but... No, the, the cool that, thing about Minnesota is um, everything is smaller, but you pretty much have everything that a big, big city has, but you just have a fewer of them. Okay. So, like, you've got these wonderful hip-hop clubs and, and, and like, the hip-hop scene with, like, atmosphere and uh, one-time idea and abilities and huh. uh, the Rhyme Sayers crew, that's that's Atmosphere's label. Yeah. Um, you've got... Oh, you uh, mean Atmosphere. Like, I thought you meant, like, the verb, or the noun Atmosphere. No, no, like, no. I mean, atmosphere, atmosphere is a duo. Uh, Slug, oh. Slug, the producer, and or excuse me, Slug, the rapper, and Ant, the producer. I mean, Atmosphere has been an underground rapper. He's like a perennial underground guy. Huh. So, um, no matter how bang up his lyrics are or his beats it's like i don't think he's ever had a radio hit but he's also not going for that he's a touring working rapper that's cool Um, he's badass he's he's definitely like the twin cities probably you know 
him and Brother Ali are probably like the top out of the Twin Cities in terms oh. of like national, um, yeah, na- national name recognition. So they're like one of those like groups of artists who are respected by the people people know in in, in mainstream. Absolutely, and they're the tastemakers. Sort of, the tastemakers yeah. know who Atmosphere is. He is quite frequently. Um, one of my favorite podcasts on YouTube is a show called Dead End Hip Hop. I shout those guys out all the time because they're fantastic. Um, they frequently, like year on year on year, will still rank Atmosphere in the top five lyrical rappers. Wow, um, alive. I guess and I like, don't know anything about. I need to. I mean, it's just a, a good example of of these people, library. like you say, like the tastemakers know who, like the best lyrical rappers are black thought from the roots is typically put into that category you know eminem from time to time is looked at that way but it depends on like you know what he's bringing to the art form yeah Uh, because you know the temptation to go pop and really go hard pop uh that that comes to a lot of rappers a lot of musicians you know yeah yeah it's really hard um for some artists to separate themselves from like you're the audience and like sometimes you just can't help becoming a certain level of faint you know like popular and sometimes people are just shooting for that but i think there's a lot of gray area with how some people become this you know different types of perceptions of famous you know and being considered mainstream and just getting thrown into that and not really asking for it yeah and like i've got this like the coffee mug i have over here daft punk uh who like you know they notoriously uh cover their face yeah Yeah. and that is kind of ironic that that is what people know them for that's kind of what they identify them with but um yeah but i really like that concept of artists who are like i'm here to be an artist not for you to know anything about me as like yeah a person even though that's cool too, somebody wants to put like polit. Especially, I think that's cool for right now, to put some type of political, you know, personal identity sort of thing into their music. But I also respect people who are like, I'm gonna keep that separate from my artist life. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, just to make it personal, I mean, I I find a lot of parallels in the world of poetry. I mean, you and I both pursuing our MFAs. You know, me sort of past tense now. And uh, having to recognize that a lot of the hip-hop artists that I admire, my career in poetry is probably going to mimic them in some way. I have a deep respect for underground artists that cultivate their art according to self-imposed standards. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of courage because over time, people may just drift away from you or not be gravitating towards you. And people who you know and respect very closely may be blowing up. Yeah. It's hard to, (laughs) I kind of, and I think, I mean, everybody struggles with this. It's not a pop, it's hard to say it's not a popularity contest. You know, that sounds like very superficial, but you want some people to support you along the way and you have to find some sort of manifestation of that. And it doesn't always mean like being successful or making a ton of money or, you know, it really is sort of this, uh, I don't know, waiting for your own sort of medium or your own sort of groove or um, group of people to become involved with. Yeah. 
um, who really nourish, have like a very sustainable, like, I guess, hub for whatever it is that you are doing with your art form. And for me, even though I feel like aimless, like I'm kind of floating and I don't really have that right now, it's kind of like having a, like, I don't know, like being a boy or Girl Scout and you're trying to light the fire, you know? And I think that's important to keep on doing the principle of whatever the goal is because you're living that, you know, you're doing art in action. It's not, you know, on paper what awards you get or what you know any sorts of labeling types of you know stuff of that nature but it's just the practice of persistence and you know really you don't need to have talent per se even talented people can drop like flies because they don't have persistence (laughs) yeah so i think it's just keeping your head down you know do your thing well and also i mean you know i feel like we are dangerously venturing into pontification right now but but at the same time i think we both take this personally our love for music and our love for the word and poetry and the music of language um i think we have to be very very careful what we listen to or like we have to be mindful of what we're listening to and i almost sometimes just leave it at that because whatever I'm reading or the music that I'm listening to, that is influencing me in ways that are subconscious and unconscious that I don't know. And I just try to hold a very high standard for either the quality of what I'm listening to or at least my uh, interrogation into how it was made and what is... Um, what what where is the quality in what I'm listening to? Because I listen to a lot of terrible pop music, quote unquote terrible pop music, because it's so well produced. And I love to hear like what is the capitalist market system pumping hundreds of thousands of dollars in to make sound great. Yeah. Like just listening. I'm not gonna name any artists, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but just turn on the radio and there's a reason to listen to it. Because you really get a good sense for what really high production value is. And sometimes you don't get that at the underground level. But Sometimes you don't. Yeah, but it's also kind of like not authentic. You know, you feel like, okay, there's a reason this is successful. But it, it's catchy. You know, everybody buys into it. And that's just the nature of, you know, the society that we live in. But at the same time, I feel like... It's almost like, and I said this recently for some quote for um, our recent like BFF.fm, like Besties Bash. Mm. Um, It's uh, like organic radio. I feel like a lot of the corporate sponsorship, like a lot of commercial stuff, you have to be somebody's bitch. You know, you have to pay into like, I don't know, you're you're pandering. It's not really um, a, a true form i don't think in terms of the money that's behind it compared to underground stuff not that you know it it's it's subjective too but i think a lot of corporate uh industries don't really carry the heart of uh what art is i think it's profit over art yeah but i'm not saying like I don't listen to it either. I'm not like saying, you know what I mean? I think that is, it's kind of like your diet. You know, you know, you shouldn't eat Cheetos, 
but you do anyway because it's, it's tasty, you know, well, even though I mean, it's not shouldn't. nourishing I, I, you yeah. the way it should. Whenever, whenever I hear the word shouldn't, I always tell people, quit shitting on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because shouldn't is, it's such a dangerous word to get into. It's just like, you know, just be mindful. Be mindful of yeah. what you're listening to. And, and, and if you're a performer or a writer and what you're producing, just just pay very close attention. Um and I think that things work themselves out. I mean, I agree with you about the sellout nature of the corporatized media in general, but definitely when it comes to music. But at the same time, um, there's just something about uh, popular culture that, that we share in common that I do feel like it's important to stay tapped into in some yeah. respect. It's a collective like narrative of our current Scope well, like I don't of... listen to the radio on my own anymore, Darcy, but whenever I'm with people like my nieces, for example, if they're in the car, yeah. I want it, I want them to control the radio. They're teenagers. They're 14 and 16. Yeah. I want to hear what they want to hear. I want their iPod on, not me, yeah. because like they will tune my stuff out, <laughs> but I'm listening very closely to their music. I don't care what it is. I want to know what do they think is hot. What do they listen to? Uh, oh gosh, like, um, Cardi B. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, and who else have I picked up from them? Cardi B is, is like one that, you know, for a while now they've been tapped into Cardi B and I'm like, really guys? <laughs> but even then I, I've appreciated some things from Cardi B's album. I mean, there's a couple songs, Bickenhead and, um, I like it where she's her team and her, and she are doing wonderful things with sampling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, classic songs. Bickenhead being a remake of um, what, Project Pat and uh, Mia X from like 2000. That was like 3-6 Mafia mm-hmm. in Memphis. Uh, Chickenhead back when I was like in college in 2000. And then I Like It, which was like an older song from the 70s, but then it was remade in the 90s. It kind of made famous by some commercial. I like it like that. Yeah, baby. And she brought a good, she brought a good, you know, yeah. modern spin to it. So I like give. Paying tribute to like her yeah. influences. Yeah. And, and of course she's doing it to capitalize off of the familiarity. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, because the classic was good, I appreciate breathing new life into it for a new generation and even just for me to reminisce. Yeah, redefining it, kind of reliving, um, resurrecting a sort of, uh, yeah, very specific point in, you know, the passing of time and culture. Yeah. I think that's necessary to preserve culture. That's what I try to do with my playlist. Mm. I don't want it to be all just brand speaking new music because I think if you do that, it's like a race for just finding the newest stuff all the time. You have to kind of meditate on albums and past albums mm. because they're kind of in conversation. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, there's no such thing as like an original piece of, you know, we all like borrow a certain yeah. quality yeah. Uh, in order to, you know, use these different sorts of tools to make the art. That oh, Darcy, I feel like I'm learning so much about your poetry and your poetic. Uh, no, thesis. I haven't really I'm been sure writing this, poetry, which really? is, I don't know. I mean, I've been, I mean, like, you've been journaling. writing. Yeah. You've been writing, but like, Oh, yeah. the, 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 the dreaded P word, <laughs> the dreaded P word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's funny what school will do to your, love for something like it, it i mean i love poetry and school didn't destroy my love but it it 
it textured it. It added much more texture and color yeah. where it's just so funny what school does. Yeah. For, I mean, there's a huge pros and cons list, but I mean, it's better to, I guess, take a good hard look at certain things with, uh, especially writing, it, whether it's poetry or like formal writing, revision and like going back and looking at mm. and being a good student, you know, just in your own time, even outside of school mm-hmm. and studying other people's work and your own work and learning how to improve it. I think that's a good reflection of just not even just for your art, but like as a human being, like how yeah. can you improve? And that shows in a lot of really great artists uh, work and not to say that every artist that I love is like a good human being, but most of my favorite artists are good human beings because they're always looking to improve. And I think morality and humanity informs art. Like I think Mm. that it's, you know, art is kind of meaningless to me unless it's showing a way to uh, progress to Mm -hmm. something else. Like it inspires me to live for what, what reason, you know, mm-hmm. there's some type of community. It's, you know, opening up different perspective uh, that has been shunned, you know, uh, historically. And I, yeah, I just, I think that's in a nutshell what I like about art the, the most. I'm, yeah, kind of ram- no, I'm kind of petering I, I out a little bit. But, um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've just been yabbering away that's cool though i have never had a guest on so (laughs) maybe that's why it's because i'm like lonely in the studio and i need to talk to someone else besides myself um so yeah uh so i'll go ahead and put on our next uh track uh let's see we've got uh okay this song is pretty cool i'm trying to remember I, I remember the lyrics, but not the melody. Either way, it's, it's a good song. That's why I put it on the playlist. This is called Best Hugs by Dram. Oh 
so fine. She is so fine. She is so fine. I said, ooh, ooh, ooh. Brother, man, I don't mean you no harm, but I want her as mine. I want her as mine. I think she should be mine. I think she should be mine. I said, ooh. I may be drunk, but what I thug is how she touched me means I'm lucky. She wants the D. She wants the D from me. And I said, ooh.
just past uh seven o'clock it's a quarter after thanks for tuning in to bff.fm uh best frequencies forever i'm dj mr darcy and this is the sunny and skeptical air show so you just heard a cover of unbelievers um by ezra Furman. i really like him i think he's uh i don't know if he's like um my favorite musician but he's my favorite person who's happens to be a musician and he's i don't know he's got a really catchy sound um he's got a cool voice and mixes it up with a lot of different instruments really fun uh relatable music uh that i really enjoy so before that you heard choke by omni before that you heard omaha by tori e moy uh, and that's a San Francisco artist. Uh, and then you heard, uh, I and I by Sandy's and yeah, that was that set pretty cool roundup roundup. Um, oh, and then ain't no need by Joyce Rice. That was the top of the set. Um, and she has a very pretty, uh, like j- for lack of a better comparison, like Janelle uh, Monet sort of sound. Um, so check her out. That is from the album Stay Around. If you're looking for good uh, newer contemporary uh, R&B with kind of a funk twist. So I'm joined by my friend Rayshawn who uh, was nice enough to wake up at whatever time you woke up probably five-ish if uh you were like me to get here at 6 a.m so it's 
quite quite a an early time four. to to have a wow. Oh, are you my bad? I think it was four forty a.m. that I woke up after snoozing three times. Um. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> me. Like I set my alarm clock for four. 10 a.m. and then i i never really went fully to sleep i just kept drifting yeah and i snoozed after well no i woke up at like 2 a.m to go to the bathroom and then i came back and i'm like i need to be real with myself change my alarm clock for from 4 a.m to 4 30 yeah. <laughs> and then my mom calls me oh, at, it's, central time it's a right? well it's a butt dial Oh. She gets up at like 6 a.m. back in the middle of yeah. uh, the country for work. And so she called me twice and I couldn't tell if it was in my head. It was just for a second, like a split second ring. And then I thought my mind was like, oh, the Uber is here to pick me up. And, you know, like because I pre-scheduled yeah. um, my ride. But no, and it was like five minutes before my alarm clock was supposed to go off. And I was like, damn it, mom, even like three five states over she's still doing this to me where you know your parent wakes you up two minutes before your alarm clock goes That's off and right. you're just like i feel like i've been stripped of like eight hours of sleep there's yeah. just i don't know what it is about that no darcy thanks for having me again i'm happy to be yeah here. thank you it's definitely this is a different sort of vibe i've never had uh anybody on with me before are, so this- are you always in the booth alone no, well, yes, oh. only in Studio B. So this is my first live show. So oh, got it. yeah, I do a live show over at KUSF at USF, and I don't know. I I kind of treat the pre-recordings like it's a live show because I don't really go back to edit. Um, just because I'm OCD and I don't want to open up that can mm. of worms of yeah. making it too <laughs> perfect. Because talk about it. Yeah, I'm just thinking in terms of poetry. Um, the the so much of the poetry is in the revision, and you've got to really get a process down, mm-hmm. um, because the revision, depending on like your process, can just take you way out, and it could take your process for finishing um, way out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sometimes a good thing, but like again, it's a can of worms. How much you're open to. Um, I'm opening myself up to more and more revision in my poetry lately, like insane revision compared Mm -hmm. to before. And it's good for me, but it's also like a can of worms that when you start opening up editing in your life, it's like, it makes you, but, um, even yeah, revision in terms of like writing, not even just poetry, and it's really necessary for poetry for it to be, be it better. It's, I mean, it's really just you chiseling your own voice down. You're just sculpting your own voice. It's not like ripping it up, you know, the original idea or whatever. It's just getting a little closer and well, just, thinking just, about form. But just too. recognizing that the more that you edit something, the more it can take another shape. And you yeah. may not like what it's beginning to look like or sound like. And then you have to reconcile with like the voice that's speaking to you and whether you yield to it or then whether you overcome it in some way. I mean, it's it's the artist struggle of, of like, how much am I doing this or how much am I receiving this? Yeah, so yeah. it's... 
yeah and there's like a lot of being willing to to admit like i've got blind spots i should go outside of my sort of comfort level of vision and Mm. really think about the other sorts of you know places that might have shadows on them and kind of experiment too with uh you know different ways of writing something even just a line music what do you think in terms of the polish and and sort of like the heavily mastered and crafted sound of music do you like the lo-fi or do you like the it depends on the mood it depends Mm. on what i need music for lo-fi or want music for fantastic Lo-fi to hear it a little rough around the edges, like especially when it's not so contrived, but it just is like for whatever reason, that's the way that's where that artist is at or that's. Yeah, I just I love it when it's not forced. Yeah. And DJs, um, especially there's some DJs here. They're like me and they don't do like club sets, you know, live uh, inside of uh, different uh, bars or different shows and that i really really respect people who are real mixers of music and create uh these different lo-fi uh tracks or other sorts of electronic uh music or uh just making you know different playlists uh for people and doing it in the moment like very Hmm just intuitive about it as the moment unfolds they yeah like there's this guy who is a dj here nino msk he's um the host of espresso sesh and he has a ton of really cool musicians on that he interviews but he also is just all over the place in san francisco doing live sets and mixing music and he has uh his own music that he's produced and released uh different records so there's such an art in it to be able to blend a lot of different things to be um a researcher of music to be current and engaged at the same time um to create a harmony within a, a group a room full of people who are trying to have a common sort of uh i don't know energy together so he's really yeah like you're saying about uh i don't know you said like lo-fi music and like the different sorts of the way people edit their music or well i'm thinking like in in particular like um kendrick lamar released a album recently untitled uh the unmastered untitled album i forget the it was like untitled unmastered and it it was basically i don't want to call it the b-sides but it was basically his throwaways like from, a raw yeah from uh to pimp a butterfly interesting and because you you could hear the the it was in the family of sound that that album that main Without, you know his yeah. big label produced album to pimp a butterfly you could hear it was in that family of sound hmm. but because they didn't invest in the heavily mastering remastering mm-hmm. of those tracks it it didn't feel contrived it didn't feel put on it was like literally here are tracks that didn't make it that we did not invest in to yeah. the same degree as what you typically would hear from me on even my mixtapes. Like, so it yeah. was like 
because Kendrick came out with Overly Dedicated, I think was the first album, and then Section 80. These were his mixtapes, hmm. and they sounded like albums. There was he never had like a mixed, like a Nicki Minaj mixtape phase, like when yeah. she was in her itty bitty picky phase, like where they sounded rough and like like <laughs> there, you know, where you've got mm-hmm. like the uh, like all the DJ sounds in the background and and mm-hmm. you know the sirens and stuff. He didn't have that. But huh. then Untitled and Unmastered was like, whoa, this is like lo-fi Kendrick. Interesting. This, it's, a, it's a very interesting album to listen to because it just it's a different side of him. And it shows you the quality that he's at even when they don't make when they don't meet his standards. The quality is still incredible. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. That's interesting to look at like the bare bones of that's what i mean yeah it's almost like in poetry uh, so there's there's a book of poetry that was released after elizabeth bishop died called edgar Allan poe and the jukebox mm-hmm. and it was basically unfinished poems that huh. she left posthumous uh posthumous yeah. however you pronounce that work Posthum- always fascinates me because i'm just like it is fascinating because then you have to think about the people who find that work and how they edit it, you know, and Absolutely. if that's what that artist or writer wanted. Yeah. I mean, there are many really people that a tricky... hate that these poems were released, mm-hmm. that these poems were, were published. These unfinished poems and these drafts and fragments of poems, but at the same time, it is really valuable to see what didn't make the cut and also it's valuable to see the iterations of the poems that did yeah oh it helps so much i mean but that's that's the parallel to the to see their process to see their process right again how a bill becomes a law because there's so many different layers to it it's they make it look effortless and you're just like how do they just do that and it's harder than you think yeah it started like as this seed of an idea not that it was like good or bad it's just like it's this more basic version and then it you know little by little develops into a more complex sounding production and whether that's writing or a song it takes a lot of work yeah it takes so much work uh, but I really appreciate that he released that just to show people uh, this is where it starts, you know, even for him. It's not it's kind of like Michael Phelps doesn't just swim every day and get gold medals. Like he has to put time in at the gym where he sometimes it's not so pretty. Sometimes he's not having like the fastest swim days or whatever. It takes like practice. And this is what it looks at this stage in the process. That's cool that he like shows some shed some light on on that because people don't see that with somebody as big as Kendrick Lamar. Right. Right. And well and, and there's an interesting parallel. So there's an LA rapper by the name of Blue. Mm-hmm. Um and Blue he has produced his best work with a producer named Exile. So you'll hear mm-hmm. Blue in Exile. He had a album in 2007 Below the Heavens that uh had everyone thinking that he was uh, the heir apparent to the L.A. rapper. You know, we kind of have this figure of the L.A. rapper, whether it is Eazy-E or whether it is uh, 
or whether it's like, you know, Snoop Dogg or or Dr. Dre, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But Blue came out with several albums after Below the Heavens that felt uh, d- they felt unfinished in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And unmastered in a yeah. bad way. Like that's a good distinction to people make. were hungry for his highest quality work, mm-hmm. and he was releasing what appeared. So, like when I say in a bad way, it appeared he didn't care about standards. Yeah, and people were like you're like one of the best rappers, emerging rappers. We mm-hmm. want to hear your highest qual. Like when you've got this so fire in your belly, yeah. in your belly. We want to hear you going because like literally you'll have everything at your disposal if you bring it all to the table. And he was just releasing uh, what appeared to be second rate work and he lost almost all of his momentum. Yeah, that's he's never been able to regain it. And he has released some amazing work since then. Mm -hmm. But. I mean, I like a deck this we are now in in his second decade as a known rapper and yet he feels so unrealized in his terms of his potential. Yeah. And I am still one of his biggest fans. So like I'm conflicted. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and bash Blue. I love Blue and I love Blue in Exile, but I just think that um he could have brought a more deliberate approach to releasing yeah quality music more thoughtful and then maybe dropping on us some unfinished unmastered stuff Mm -hmm. but not just throwing it out there as though i can just throw it out and i don't really care what anybody whimsical yeah because like how do critics review it how do your how, how does your audience introduce that music to people they love and then what happens when you do tell them about the artist and then the friend that you tell stumbles on some crap and you're like yeah. yeah i don't know why he released that i i, I can't even believe that you're hearing that because i don't listen to that and they're like yeah that's weird yeah, yeah it should take some even if it's like in a very rudimentary stage i think what's necessary like with kendrick lamar is that he's still like even though it's more rudimentary that he you know is showing this side of his music there's effort there it's genuine yeah and it's there is like an intention of this is going to blossom into something you know bigger you know i'm going to come back to it it's not like since that drop you know just he dropped an album of unmastered tracks and they sounded like they belonged to a family of sound Mm -hmm. like so it's not like he just put out, like he actually deliberately crafted an album, yeah. but left it. It's more raw. But left it raw. Yeah. And yeah, I just it, it, almost, uh, what do they used to call that? It, like the, uh, not the acoustic version. Um, what was that? What was that MTV? Oh, in MTV, MTV Unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's more, na- it's more all like natural, that. but it's still, like that. it's still in the heart of like, Artist, yeah, it's like who knows what the definition of art is, whatever. Yeah. But whenever yeah. it comes to being a performer, you got to bring a certain quality of caring about your audience because you're in front of them. You know, like they want you to give a shit That's about. It. Give a shit. Please yeah. give a shit. Please, please care. Please give a shit because I will take us. whatever you put if you give a yeah. shit. You don't ever want it to look like you don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah even 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 poetry that i've shared that is like not well formed 
I think people have been able to know that, like, dude, Rashawn is is really, he's putting his heart into this. It's just not finished. But yeah. But he's put his heart into it, and he's almost prioritizing the immediacy of getting feedback on it and the immediacy of shipping it versus continuing to edit and edit and maybe falling out of love with it in the editing process. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, again, like an art, an artist has to work on the process, but you always want to appear that you give a shit. Yeah. I mean, ideally you do give a shit, but yeah. At least give and the there's appearance. certain things you need to, you just personally need to be able to, you know, have a real talk with yourself. Like, is this seedling of an idea of, you know, the first trial that I had of it, is it worth, sometimes you just have to let go of certain things to and know, okay, it sounded like a good idea at the time. I'm just going to put it on the back burner from for now and not just like, you know, willy nilly drop it, you know, in front of people, even though I half care about it. Like, what's the point of that? If my heart isn't isn't in it, why should I expect other people to care about it? Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like Ooh, that just brings to mind. <laughs> this brings to mind poor little Kim. And oh. some of the music that she's come out with that is purely derivative Nicki Minaj, like taking yeah. the Nicki Minaj beats and just re-release and just like little Kim, like this is so sad at this point. Like you I should haven't... be developing new artists and instead you're ta- you're like literally beefing with the current artist and using their music derivatively. Yeah, I don't know uh-huh. much about that. I know there was only a uh. glimmer of that situation that I read about just on Wikipedia, like you do, you know, on your Wikipedia binges, and you're just like, ooh, look at that link. Yeah. Um. So I saw like there was a section on Mc- Nicki Minaj's page for a feud that she had. There's like a huge section for her feud with um with Lil Kim and it's like this fight about like who uh you know first introduced certain sounds and, and certain imagery yeah i mean it was oh it's 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 i'm touchy on this because it is very like i i don't have a lot of patience for artists that don't pay respects where respect is due yeah, like artist, and I, <laughs> there's one artist in particular who will be unnameable, and everyone knows that if you ever name this artist in a bad way, you basically get destroyed on mm-hmm. social media. And I'm getting dangerously close right now. This artist, I believe, one of the biggest artists out today, probably the biggest artist, does not pay do pay respects where respect is due, and takes a lot I of know. influences. And I just cannot. I discovered one recently that when I show it to you, Darcy, you're going to be like, what? I didn't even realize that this person had borrowed in, in such a deep way and, and from someone who doesn't have the hope of ever being a fraction of this person's. And it's just like pay respect where respect is due. The least you can do is put on that next artist or say, hey, I am looking back at these previous artists. I stand on the shoulders of giants. There is yeah. nothing dishonorable about admitting the giants whose shoulder you stand on. Yeah. Um, Nicki Minaj and Alicia Keys, like the day after Aretha Franklin died, 
they have a podcast or I think it's Nicki Minaj's podcast that I caught like the first Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of where they paid tribute. They had like an hour long discussion, like just paying their respects to, to Aretha and picking out different stages in their careers where I would not have developed this you know, my own craft in this way, in this album, if it weren't for Aretha and like really dissecting the the cultural like influence that she had on music. And so, yeah, I just really dug that they did it so instantaneous and were so passionate yes. in that discussion about, you know, you got to pay credit where, and they don't have to do that, but well, and that it's artist cool. that it's shall that remain nameless that. never does that. Never. They might be working all the time too. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I. But I mean, it's it is it's it's blatant, and it it makes me really depressed because it's a bad example. And if we have the biggest artist today setting a bad example, then it's almost like the tradition of paying respect is dying because the next generation isn't seeing the current generation do it. Yeah, it's courtesy. It's, it, it's, it's and courtesy. in the arts community. Listen to me sounding so old. We're sounding so old yeah. right now. Oh but my God. In the arts community <laughs> or to like, if you're not going to pay respect um, to people who your predecessors do something, give back, like pay it forward, you know, pick up new up-and-coming artists who don't have exposure and use your platform to to help other people get established yeah i think that's one thing if i ever whatever get any sort of prominence in whatever art medium that i go into since i'm dabbling in a few different things but i mean yeah be that person who sees the potential in and Every single human has potential to flourish. It takes a lot of persistence. It takes some luck. And it takes a lot of help. Help, yeah. Help. I mean, no one gets there alone. We all are in community in this world, on this ball that's floating in space. It's really important that we acknowledge who helped us. Yeah, yeah. Somebody helped you. Like, if you're not shouting out your mom and your dad, at the very least, but then as an artist, come on, as an artist, you know how you're developing your Your craft. Your mentor, yeah. You are listening. People that you love and admire are suggesting you pay attention to certain artists. They're giving you certain feedback. Just be, be, be aware of shouting them out. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this is cool. This is kind of like a trial, like, co-hosting, like, yeah, you know, just kind of chatting with um, a guest on my show. Um, So we need to, like, have more of, like, a... These are really good discussions, but I I feel like next time we should make, like, a theme to, like, kind of dive into. And, like, maybe, like, use specific artist and we can even name some of the art i mean i don't oh, know yeah, if you no, want to totally dig can. into that well, issue but not, I d- yeah <laughs> i think that's interesting though because i know who you're talking about and it would be interesting to open up that conversation oh but no yeah course, no i mean in a structured way i think yeah. that yeah and i 100 percent agree with you with a little preparation because i'm not opposed to a deep dive into any of my opinions but i think that you know off the cuff you do have to be careful because things get taken the wrong way yeah um and again as an artist myself 
you know, I don't want people bad mouthing me just to bad mouth me without any um, critical thinking behind it. Articulate sort of. Yeah. yeah. But like at a certain point, you know, criticism is is healthy in the community of artists. As like, long as it's constructive. Criticism, absolutely. Yeah. And I think and with, re- with regards to the artists that shall remain nameless, the constructive criticism is um, you're setting a bad example by not uh, paying respects to all of the influences that are making you who you are. <laughs> I just, yeah, I am sorry. It's very, it's very like I just floated down from the earth and I was just awesome. Yeah, even Lady Gaga does such a good job of a very um, good job. Like, did you ever see that Julie Andrews tribute um, where she sang "The Hills Are Alive" with Mm-mm. the Sound of Music? I don't know if that's the title of that song, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about from the Sound of Music. And me and my roommates at the time from St. Louis, um, we, yeah, it was like some like anniversary of the sound of music and they were like, okay, so who's gonna, who's gonna do the song that everybody knows of that only Julie Andrews can justify that song, but who can we have cover it for, uh, you know, in honor of Julie Andrews and the sound of music. So they were like, okay, Gaga and we were thinking we were like um envisioning like imagining what the uh decision making process of the set and stage design would be like and what she would be wearing and you know these sorts of producers and people talking to gaga like do you want to do something like kind of eccentric to put your own sort of twist into this and everything and lady gaga was like in the most elegant like conventional like julie andrews looking outfit she did a breathtaking uh performance and it was like emotional like you could just tell you could see in that moment that um gaga was just like like worshiping julie andrews and she you could tell whenever gaga was a child she saw julie andrews on stage on TV and she was like that's who I want to be like whenever I grow up and it was yeah. so emotional like after she was done with the performance it's breathtaking you should watch it um if you haven't um and she yeah afterwards she's like bawling and Julie Andrews comes out and they embrace it's just really powerful stuff yeah 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 so yeah um so we're getting on to the last quarter of uh, my show. If you're just tuning in, this is uh, BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm DJ Mr. Darcy, and I am joined by my friend, Sean. And yeah, before we run out of time, I want to play a couple more songs before I sign off. So up next, you're going to hear uh, Technicolor by uh, Suni Colon.
Go tell your boy cause he needs to be a nerd. Go ahead, 
don't even leave my house with the plan. Baby girl living in, I don't need a man. But I'm a drunk, text my ex, I'm better than your new girl. You know that I'm out this world. We're never mad because I am superb. You heard that I'm selling on these girls. So go tell your boy because he needs the alert. Go tell your boy because he needs the alert. So go tell your boy because he needs the alert. Wanna step to me, better think twice Cause I look pretty but I'm not that nice You might wanna wash me down with that water Because I'm spice Spicy get spicy get spicy Spicy get spicy Because I'm spice Spicy get spicy get spicy Spicy get spicy Wanna step to me, better think twice Cause I look pretty but I'm not that nice You might wanna wash me down with that water
Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. You're listening to the Sunny and Skeptical Air Show, What's Left of It. I'm DJ uh, Mr. Darcy, and I'm joined by my friend uh, who sat in, and we've had some really, really great talks in between uh, these uh, on these mic breaks. Uh, Rayshawn Sorley. Yeah, Darcy, thank on, you so much for having me How did I today. pronounce it before? Well, Sourless? That it, sounds, yeah, that's well, definitely it sweet. Wrong. But <laughs> it means technically sweet. But uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's sorely, but that's sorely. Fine. That sounds so much cooler. So- sorely, it, Rishan sorely. Okay, yes, my bad. <laughs> my middle name is Philip. I have three names with seven letters. I love it. You're allowed to mispronounce my name for at least Darcy Allred. Come on. No, yeah, I mean, but that's fair too if you want to do that. Uh, <laughs> so you just heard uh, a few songs. Um, we had, uh, let's see, Spice by Michael Brune. And just then you heard a song called Heart Slows Down by Aaron Lee Tazjan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's from an album called Karma for Cheap. If you want to hear uh, more of uh, where that came from. So I am going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, this has been a really great uh, run for the first live show that I've had. It's yeah, I think it's gone pretty cool. I mean, I, Darcy, I had a I've good really time. enjoyed. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me in. Thank you for yeah for being my wingman in this this uh, first uh, attempt at a live show. And I think yeah, I think it went pretty cool. So to sign off, um, st- stick around for the next show. It's uh, DJ Coomdog who hosts uh, Stuck in the Garage. So I'm going to uh, play a song that Rishan just uh, relayed to me that I haven't heard yet. It's by Jake Cole, and the song is called ATM. And yeah, I it's hope- a banger. It's a banger. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it in the Uber when I was in Philadelphia two weeks ago, and I was just like, "Who is this guy's?" Like Jake Cole, dude. Come on. I was like, "Oh I my god!" I love that whenever you hear songs that banger. you know who the artist is, but you don't realize that's their song. Exactly. Like, yeah. Of course, I knew it was Jake Cole, but it was just like, "What is this from?" Like, is yeah. this new? It's like it's, it's new. kind of timeless. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, And yeah, I extend all of those positive puppy dog tail, you know, juju out your way. And until next week, peace. Peace. Choose wisely. Will I fall? Will I fly? Heal my soul. Fulfill my high. Cross my heart. And hope to die. With my side. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. 
I know that it's difficult. I'm stacking this paper, it's sort of habitual. I blow the residual and fucking your bitch like it's part of my ritual. Part of the visual, but money you give me a heart on a typical. I wanted it physical, a million dollars I count up in intervals. Without it, I'm miserable. Don't wanna fall off, so I'm all in my bag. Thinking God like it's biblical. I know it's gonna solve every problem I have. I ball on the principle. Remember the teachers is all on my ass. Now look all of them pitiful, and all of a sudden I'm so good at math. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up. Count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Can't take it when you die, but you can't live without it. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Can't take it when you die. Oh no, don't stress big bills, big bills. I fell in love with big wheels and quick thrills. My niggas running tip drills, can't sit still. Don't give a fuck if it kills. It mixed well.